Now it's time for Speaking of Schmodown, the show with a name too good to cancel. Hey everybody, Jay Wade back here with another This Is Not That Show. I just started to uh, do the intro for my uh, my song reaction videos. That's great. This is Speaking of Schmodown, everybody. It's a show devoted to the movie trivia Schmodown. Gotta love those days. And I'm not here alone. Uh, once again, helping me out, talking about these matches. We got ASG. How you doing, man? Doing good. Um, if this were one of my reaction videos, what song would you want to react to right now? Oh, I I have no I I can't even. We'll go with the theme song of the uh, show. Why not? But, but... <laughs> it's always just it's the the natural approach for me into any show is is just you know hey everybody you know like there you are um, but uh, but sometimes I get confused as to uh, which show I'm on maybe uh, early early signs of uh, of some some I don't know. Uh, short-term memory loss probably goes back to us starting in my teen days um uh having to do with uh rolled uh rolled wacky to backy is uh is older folks than me would say but uh we are here to talk some schmo down um there's a lot of fun stuff and i want to get to one of the funnest things um because as of you know with the with the new uh, the new format here, with the focusing more on the sports entertainment as opposed to the sports, we're getting back into some storylines and some silliness. And I gotta say, dude, I'm so excited! So Flirt and Flouse is back. I am so very happy. Um, I also want to say that uh, the the guild was a very long time ago, and uh, I love Brett, but he he I would. I don't, he broke character. Am I correct? When he started laughing and stuff like that, was that yeah, probably, yeah, it's funny. And I would, I'm glad they left it in. I would never remove that kind of stuff. Cause it's absolutely great. I love that, that sort of thing, but it just, uh, I was like, man, it's been a long time since the guild, man. Uh, Brett might want to brush up on trying to hold a straight face, but then again, that's what you love about Brett Sheridan, the person. You know, but uh, but w what are your feelings on the Flouse uh, coming up and joining the uh, the Schmodown uh, from the FCL? Well, I definitely uh, like the Flouse better as a manager than a player. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it is a more suitable role. You know, another Gucci type character, I guess I would say. Of yeah, I guess he's technically a heel, but he's more one of those like crazy heels than like real bad guy heels you know yeah, yeah. and uh i'm sure we'll get into it but you know i what i really liked in terms of my entertainment value is i love seeing uh ty and whitney as the ruling class i think they work very well together not only from a player standpoint but also from an entertainment standpoint oh yes absolutely uh their attitudes uh together i mean separate are awesome but together dude it's really fun to watch and like you said dude they they played very well together uh i'm excited to see how this unfolds in the future i was to be honest um it's been a while since uh i've seen whitney uh around schmodown and so it, you know if you were to ask me who do you think ty could team up with this season 
Whitney wouldn't have popped onto my radar, but as soon as they introduced him uh, into the scene, I'm like, dude, that makes perfect sense, man. Um, and yeah, they proved it and backed it up with their gameplay as well, with some help from. Uh, well, I don't know. Is it is it a is it is it a secret or not secret, but a hidden manager? maybe behind the scenes it seems like Flouse doesn't want to acknowledge that there was any assistance there uh but i don't know i don't know yeah i, I can't tell you about that yeah i love the jumping up and down behind them like yo i'm here i helped too <laughs> um this uh this match though um I must say, uh, Corky Merckx presented a new team here with Liz Shannon Miller and Brandon the Hornet, Hannah. Um, personally, I, I would I would really love to see the Hitman come back. Um, I, I've picked on uh, 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 the Hitman uh, a lot in the past, um, but I actually, I like that character. That's why I picked on that character. Um, and I like Brandon uh, as a person based on our past interactions, so... I was kind of hoping to see the Hitman come back uh, since he wasn't going to be on Roxy's team. Um, the Hornet, um, I, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is, but is he too nice now, do you think? Yeah, uh, personally, I think you could tell he's really holding back some quips and, you know, almost trying to be happy in like the I guess I have to be happy like it doesn't I don't really feel the authenticity of it even uh, right now uh, that's just you know my opinion of it but I do think uh, when you talk about gameplay this match shows that the way um, matches are now with round one it could be very interesting to um, pair an IG player with like an A-level singles player and make that a team and i they could uh that type of team can really go places with this format i think yeah and see when you say that i've got a question for a specific manager uh that involves just that um but i'm gonna wait until uh until i can get get them uh in the same room and uh here on on the show and ask them that uh because i've got a I don't know. I've got something I'd really like to see happen. That a lot of people would be like, "What? No, dude! Once again, you're crazy, Jay." Okay, uh, well, I got one of those. And before you ask that manager, okay, you know, let's just throw in who we got now with the rosters as they are now. I would be interested to see what would happen if you took like, um. Uh, ben Bateman and Saul. Let's just see how it happens. <laughs> Why I oughta <laughs> right to the moon, Alex. Um, that's you're actually fifty percent of what I was thinking. Um, I don't know how crazy this would be, and uh, I know that that Harper is the Star Wars guy, but it's clear that he is very, very good. Uh, with with how he trains his mind, his thinking, he's 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 a focused guy, and with there being so few uh, Star Wars matches this season, I was kind of wondering what the chances are that the the Den Mother Kate Mulligan would utilize Harper more by teaming him up with perhaps 
and Bateman as a team. Uh, I because I, in my mind, he's so so valuable um, that it just it would be a shame to only have him in a handful of matches or contributing to you know on that lower level to the overall faction. I just he he's far too valuable in my opinion to not not use or at least try to use in another way to at least try it out. But that's what was on my mind. But I mean, you're right too. Solon, I could see Solon Bateman uh, for sure. Yeah, I'm thinking more on the uh, IG side than the Star Wars side. But you know, if you want to talk about the Star Wars side, Alex Damon has played in IG, and uh, Zach Burkett, when he was originally looking to be drafted, said he would be interested in playing in IG. So that's another person with maybe more of an expounded knowledge base. And actually, if you want to go pure Star Wars, that is never mentioned IG. When they have their podcast and they talk about questions, I think uh, Andrew Demolanta might have some knowledge he doesn't even realize he has. Really? Yeah. And, and you know that something else that I think is going to be interesting is is having the factions limited to five players. It it there it allows more opportunities to experiment with players in other divisions that weren't there before. And I find that interesting as well. Cause you know, like, you know, and I'll stick with Harper because he's a, in my mind, he's a, he's a great example of, you know, you, you think star Wars and then you don't even really consider anything else, but it, it, it might work. Dude. I don't know. Maybe this dude, like, Maybe this dude knows more about Die Hard and and you know action movies than he does Star Wars. I kind of doubt it. Uh, I highly doubt it, actually. But you never know what any of these players where their knowledge is outside of what we are uh, what we are aware of and what we know them for. And this kind of format allows uh, a better opportunity to uh, to try some of these players out in different divisions. I find that to be interesting too. Yeah, and before we move on, you know, Smets and Parker, they were in the fan league, so they know other yep. things besides just the one division they're in. Also, yeah. I just wanted to bring up their names as well. Yeah. Um, and before we do move on to the main event, uh, was there anything specific? Because, um, uh, I mean, you your mind is more detail-focused. Uh, I'm more of like when I watch the Schmodown, I'm – I find details that, that like strike me, um, but I'm more watching it overall, like the, the big picture, but you, you notice more details than I do. That's one thing I like about talking with you about Schmodown. Uh, is, is there anything specific that you noticed that, that stuck out in your mind? Uh, the one thing that stuck out in my mind was Hannah's two pointer uh, regarding the hook question. Uh, a lot of people you know, thought it was an easy question or it was like, how could you miss that? But me, you know, just picturing it and especially when you don't see the question on screen the way they get it, uh, the question just had the name of a character and a vague summation of that character's almost prior um, what he was like before the movie began. So the character name is just, it's a Peter somebody. And, you know, the description was just like, he's a father. And they said, oh, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. I thought for a two-pointer that 
Uh, it should have had a, a release date or an actor or something for a typical two-pointer. You know, just a little bit more nugget of information to get you on the right track, especially for somebody like Steven Spielberg, who has a lot of movies from the 70s to today that there's a lot to go through to maybe land on Hook, which, uh, at least in my mind, I when I think of Spielberg, I think more of the Academy Award winning or those type of movies more than the one or two family films that he uh, made. Yeah, I remember my brain was churning on that one, too. I'm, they're just like... I can't even think this hard to, to get this one. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you had brought up Smets, which, uh, which takes my mind to the dungeon, which takes me to Janine the Machine joining the dungeon. That is a brilliant move, dude. I think so, at least. Uh, I think that's just such a great move. And now I, I want to know who, who Kaiser is going to find and pick up to be her team partner that's going to be another exciting thing but uh we had janine taking on uh roxy's new member mr Irwin, no longer big time um and i'll be honest man with his with his new persona and his new look i like mr Irwin. the name dude it suits him very well i think um but uh but this this was a really good match um janine man she played a real good match but uh, but Mr. Irwin, he just he ended up pulling it out in the end. I think Roxy's on to something here with Chandru and Irwin so far. Um, I still I still want that uh, Jericho versus Roxy feud. But that's if you guys missed what I'm talking about, go back to last week. Uh, I want a Jericho Roxy feud. Um, but uh, but what what do you think about this match? Uh, starting with, what were your thoughts on Janine joining the dungeon? Does that sound like a solid team up to you? Uh, I could see the characters working well. You know, Kaiser is just, you know, he had some great quotes in uh, that scene. Um, so on that level, I uh, I think that works well. You know, I. We'll have to see about the rest of the dynamic. And then the question to me is what you were saying with the teammate. It seems like a lot of the top talent is kind of scattered around uh, in these multiple, multiple factions that they've uh, now created. So it now becomes a question of who uh, Janine can team with since like, oh, it can't be this person. They're on that faction. They can't be this person. They're on that faction as the dominoes are falling. Uh, my hope is, or not hope, yeah, I guess we'll go with hope, is that Dan comes on, says, hey, Ben Bateman didn't tell me anything, rejoins the dungeon and teams up with Ginny, and I think uh, that would be an interesting team. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and I just thought about something as you were talking there. Um, something, <clears throat> excuse me, something that I think could be cool and ask you what you think the chances are of this, but... Uh, say you've got a dungeon that has three players, um, Janine needs a partner, and you've got another faction that's got two players, and one of their guys needs a partner, or an apartment, <laughs> needs a player. Uh, what are the chances that we get a faction merger uh, this season to bring two factions together and, and like that kind of a thing? Uh, that would be interesting. I... I can't go into the mind of Christian for that one of what his uh, 
thoughts would be. So uh, I guess that's uh, just wait and see. <laughs> yeah, that'd be very interesting, man. I I'd like to see that unfold too. Um, now, is was there anything specific from this match that stood out in your mind? Um, uh, I, once again, uh, it was a good match, Janine. She played a great match, just couldn't quite pull out the win. Um, I thought this was, in my mind, should have been milled build more as a David versus Goliath type match. And, you know, Ethan is just, he missed some that I, I was even surprised at a couple that he, uh, that he missed. That's how good he is. And, but Janine definitely held her own. Um, and, you know, she made it a fight with getting uh, her two and five pointer. So, uh, she didn't get TKO'd, but she definitely is there um, and is a solid competitor. You know, no harm in uh, or you can say nothing bad about losing to Ethan Irwin. That's true. That's true. Um, I definitely wouldn't. But then again, I I I would lose to a house plant, so uh, I can't say much about that. Uh, but yep, uh, those were those were the matches from this week's uh, Friday Night Titans. Uh, we're going to switch gears now and go to ASG's technical difficulties. So we were just talking about the Irwin versus Janine match, which uh, brings us to round two of Janine's. Uh, Janine's uh, round, which was in uh, courtroom legal thrillers or, or courtroom legal dramas, which uh, she got this question, and this actually ended up, if the ruling wasn't made the way it was, she would have been TKO'd, because that was the two-point difference between that, um, and unless if she got her three-pointer, she would have been TKO'd if this ruling did not go her way. Mark Ruffalo stars as corporate defense lawyer Robert Billet in what 2019 film from the director Todd Haynes? Blackwater. That is incorrect. Mr. Irwin, for the two-point steal, Mark Ruffalo stars as corporate defense lawyer Robert Billet in what 2019 film from director Todd Haynes? Is it Darkwater? That is a brutal steal, Ellis. Not, Those not correct. Were... That is not the oh, correct answer. Oh, no. Is Dark Waters? It was Dark Waters, but oh, the answer wagered was Dark Water. Singular, unfortunately, Dark Waters is the answer we were looking for. It's the slimmest of margins here. So, as you can see, Ethan was a letter S off from that movie title. And this, I believe, was the correct ruling to make. I don't know if... The line judge said anything in anybody's ear or if Ellis just made the ruling himself and, you know, there was no need to go to anybody. And you can see that Ethan waved off the idea of challenging from Roxy, which I believe is the correct move. He realized his mistake 
as kind of it was being said. He's like, oh, it had an S. Oh, that, you know, okay, you know, move on. And this really, you can tell when they were going over the rules at the beginning of this year, that this is the level of detail that you're going to need in a movie title. You can't be close enough. You have to actually get the exact title, you know. So it's good that they're uh, sticking with that, uh, what they said, you know, water and waters. Those are two different titles. Do you agree? Yes, absolutely. So, yep. yep. So I just want to say, yeah, good job by uh, Mark Ellis. Good job by the rule in general. Good job by Erwin not challenging. Yeah. And because <laughs> I think that makes it even clearer, you know, I- I'd rather not see a challenge and then them have to say, no, this is the title. Like, no, just go with what the rule is unless if you have a reason to be like, oh, well, alternately in some other, you know, area when it went to you know when they that it changed the title at some point that's not what happened so so uh good job all around and uh we hope to see more rulings like this in the future and it'll make these segments a whole lot shorter shorter because much less controversy in my opinion so yeah and and i'd like to refer uh again if if you've not seen last week's episode uh not this specific situation but in the in this wheelhouse uh, last week on technical difficulties, we talked about the the T two uh, answer that um, that uh, video Drew gave, uh, and uh, Ellis prompting her for the full title. Um, you know, and we discussed whether or not you know officials should be able to prompt and whatnot. Um, so, if you're interested in that, go check that out from technical difficulties last week. We, it's, like I said, it's in the same wheelhouse, but uh, yeah, and, absolutely uh, agree with everything you said. Yeah, and actually that's a perfect example is that the reason why that prompt occurred is because she said T2. Most people, if you say T2, they know what movie you're talking about. I'm sure if Ethan said that movie to somebody, most people know what movie you're talking about. However, that's not the official title of the movie. So, and if you're going to have a movie trivia competition, should be the official full title of the movie and we'll uh be watching for future matches to make sure that the you know these kind of rulings are the way uh they are according to the rules and uh you know if things end up as non-controversially as they are in the future we'll have to be going back to past matches because oh we'll have nothing to say (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> completely agreed uh well said uh i ain't got nothing else to say you said it all and i agree and now everybody we're going to move on to top threes from euro Schmo. hello it's liam and ben from euro Schmo here with our top threes of the week now this week we are going to be doing it a little bit differently and we're actually going to show you the clips because we feel like we need to give you a bit of a reminder of what we're talking about this week in particular as we're going to be discussing the top three reveals in the showdown so without further ado here is number one and uh, we are going all the way back 
to Clark Wolf making her decision. Now, what's the decision? Okay, so JTE. He's looking at me. Um, I first of all, uh, you guys know I've said it before. You know, before I came on my match with Josh McCuga, um, I watched every Schmodown at least once, sometimes twice, and I oh, wow. saw how good of a fucking competitor you are. Like you know your shit, and the truth is, you and I, in terms of our strengths and our pools of knowledge we would really compliment each other. And I think that we could be a really incredible team. However. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. I knew it, I knew it. However, uh, at the same time that you reached out to me about this, someone else reached out to me as well. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and they're here. <laughs> Tonight. I think I know who it is. Where's the curtain? Where's the curtain? Oh, no way! Unbelievable! <laughs> okay, so that's our <laughs> number three. And we're kind of cheating because it didn't happen technically on the Schmodown. It happened on Schmoes now. Schmoes no, but it was all Schmodown related. And I remember that happening. And that's when I was so invested by this point. And I was like so excited to see what they could do together. Um, we also got the reveal that night of uh, JTE's new partner, which ended up being Jeff Snyder. And at the time, I don't think many people knew who he was. So we didn't know they were going to become the super force. Everyone was expecting Clark and Mark to be the super team, and it ended up being JT and Snyder. But that was such a fun night of events. We also got the Wildberry, uh, not Wildberries, Josh McCougar come out, and he paired with Finstock, but we don't talk about that. The Mega Powers. That was the one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so... <laughs> It was a really, really fun reveal, and they were teasing that for a while, and that had to be on our list. So what did you think of that one, Ben? Uh, that one has so much nostalgia for me, even though I had to go back and watch it after finding the Schmodown years later. I still love that moment. It is beautiful. Her joining with uh, uh, Mark and Draco was a surprise for me. Um, and then like the Patriots becoming a thing, even though I knew they became a thing, how they became a thing was still a surprise. And it was just awesome to see. And hey, it, it got two awesome teams out of that and a yeah. Yeah, B team, but yeah. <laughs> it was one of the very first reveals as well. Um, so we felt like we had to give it some justice and put it on our top three list. Okay, on to number two. And for this one, we are going to Spectacular 2. First competitor. What? 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 Oh wow! Mark and Draco. Mark and Draco wearing the tattered hobo clothes. Mark and Draco's part of the Lions then. So obviously not as long as the clip for that one, but still just as effective. Now this one had been brewing for a long time. Emma had been teasing that she had a player. We had no idea who it was. I don't think many people saw Mark and Draco being the one. Obviously, as alluded to there, at the time, he was on the Lions' den. So it was a bit of a shock to all of us when he switched factions over to Emma. And uh, 
it was ended up being a really nice pairing. Obviously, we, we knew what Emma then went on to get with the Shire Wolves and at the Shire Wolves and Andreco. Like, what what a dream team that is. But Ben, what were your thoughts on that one? That was probably the babyface moment of the showdown. Mark Andreco turning face, uh, turning away from the lion's den and becoming the great uh, android that we know him to be since and later on joining with Jeff as well, even. Uh, fantastic moment. I don't think him joining with Jeff would have had as much of an impact had had he not um, first had that been... Path. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Had and he not been part of the... Hmm. Yep. Uh, earlier on in the season as well, we had that match where it was um, uh, Robert Meyer Burnett and Andreco against Rachel alone. And I think that was Ooh. the point where... Uh, he realised that he didn't like being a part of this faction anymore and ended up switching to be on the light side with Emma. And we all love the Five Clubs, so that was a real fun change for him. Um, and now we're on to our number one. I don't think you're going to be shocked by it, but I want to reminisce and experience this moment again. <laughs> so without further ado, here is our number one. I mean, could it have been anything else? I don't think so. For me, that is still the greatest moment in Schmodown history. I don't, I, it's going to be hard for that to ever be beaten. I, my jaw dropped. Dan Morrow is back. Five Horsemen back. Unbelievable. It's probably, it's still for me the greatest moment the Schmodown has ever had. I don't know about what you, what you think, Ben. A uh, little unknown fact about me. That's the first clip I ever saw of the Schmodown. That exact clip you Oh, really? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, and uh, fantastic. I, I loved it. So, uh, brilliant moments. Awesome to see everyone's reactions. And fr quite frankly, awesome to see everyone's reactions in the crowd as well. And I think we'll get more of that this year too. Yeah, let's hope so. So just to recap, um, our third choice was Clark Wolf's decision and the formation of Wolves of Steel as well as the Patriots. Number two was Andreco's reveal to be Emma's player as her first player as manager. And of course, our number one reveal, it was uh, the Five Horsemen. That's the wrong way around, but you get the gist. <laughs> Um, so thanks for watching if you agree with our picks let us know if you disagree let us know and you can find us every Sunday 8pm UK time 12pm Eastern time right Ben? Pacific Pacific. thank you that's what I meant this is why Ben's here to steady the ship uh, on Sundays <laughs> on our channel so thank you and have a good one enjoy the rest of the show bye bye And that was Euro Schmo with top threes. Um, thank you to them. Thank you to ASG for ASG's technical difficulties uh, and for talking about the uh, the episode two of Friday Night Titans with me. Uh, I don't have a lot to say in this week's closing commentary. Um, 
two for two as far as Friday Night Titans goes for me. I enjoyed episode two more than episode one. I'm enjoying the format of it. Um, uh, I mean, I don't, I do, I got no nitpicks. I got no complaints, nothing whatsoever. So far, two episodes in, I know, and there's a lot to go. So far, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. So uh, thank you all so much for joining me. Uh, once again, we are here each week with Speaking of Schmodown. Um, and uh, just thank you all for joining me. Thank you all for, uh, for listening and uh, hearing what we have to present to you, our commentary and whatnot. Greatly appreciated. Uh, if you've not done so already, please hit that sub- subscribe button, ring that bell. And until next week, everyone have a great and safe night. something funny the mic wasn't on that whole time no way yeah for real oh wow (laughs) (laughs) so smooth